Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, it's Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. Today we have <laughs> a really cool wine that Sarah has had multiple times. I have had multiple times, but this is a new vintage of her. Ooh, I'm so excited. Um, if you can just hear from the sheer weight of the bottle on the table. This Ooh. is, it's called Suman Sumdrops. How do we describe this bottle, Sarah? It's a... Like a burnt orange clay bottle. It's a clay cask with a wax seal. Mm-hmm. And I'm it, if you were to, to just like walk by this bottle, I probably wouldn't even think it's wine, to be honest. I yeah. would think it's like a fancy olive oil yes. or balsamic, something in that realm. Like I really would not know it's wine unless I picked it up and like read it. <laughs> yeah. And even then I'd be like, sun drops. Huh? Well, that sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> So there's sun drops and moon drops. I've read that. Have you had moon drops? I've never had moon drops. I've it's never, never been seen, in the shop. Yeah, I was like, I've never seen moon drops. I will keep my eyes peeled for it, though, just because we have to try it. Yeah. Since we've both had sun drops multiple times. I think this is the third vintage that you have had. Yes. So the first one that I ever had was last year's vintage. But our friend Chelsea Reed, who used to have my job, brought Sarah a bottle was it just the bottle for, to propagate? Because it's so cool to put plants in. Maybe. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was before she moved. She gave me a bunch of cool like little knickknacks. And that was one of them. She was like, I just, I can't throw this bottle away. <laughs> and I was like, um, yeah, please don't. It's beautiful. This is one of the, it's an orange wine. It's one of those that just looks like nectar. Yeah. Like you pour it and you like feel like a fairy immediately. Like, ooh. What tree did we get this from? <laughs> That's fabulous. Oh, God, it's so pretty. Well, and this is one of those, um, you have to remember the bright orange neon, I guess it's yellow, but... Um, the sign behind me? Yes. <laughs> Everyone, oh, oh this has a, a hue of gold to it. <laughs> hmm. Carter was like, yeah, you idiot. <laughs> but it is, it is very, um, like heated kind mm-hmm. of malty and it smells i mean it with, smells amazing it smells like it, apricots to me yeah. like dried apricots mm. uh, and mm-hmm. i was researching doing so much research so much on the as benefit, you do i know, I know. which i love <laughs> the benefit of these clay 
bottles. Because, I mean, you think, God, it's so much more expensive. It drives the price of the wine per bottle just so much up. But it makes the difference. I just gave Carter a look after I took a sip like, oh. Wow. Mm. How can something so light and fruity on the nose be so grippy? It's grippy. It's complex. Ooh, I don't remember this being that grippy. I know. I, I love a grippy wine. This might just be this girl, this vintage of her. Because, yeah, the last one was much more. Mm, it's got good acidity to it, too. It's like doing that meow, 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 things with your cheeks. <laughs> Making my cheeks clap nom, 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 nom. in my mouth. <laughs> Sarah. I just came from a hip-hop class also. <laughs> That's true. All, clapping all the cheeks today. This Mm. to me, like, I I wouldn't even know how to describe it right off the bat. I feel like I didn't refrigerate it like crazy either. It wasn't in my fridge overnight. I probably put it in for about half an hour while I got myself together. And then it's been in the fridge here for about half an hour, but there was a little bit of a transport. So to me, that actually says a lot because I feel like everyone knows I'm not the biggest fan of orange wines, but... I feel like a lot of orange wines I've had, as well as a lot of rosés, actually, if they're really crisp and cold, I'm like, yeah, okay, I can do it. But once they get more of like that room temperature, they open you, up. It opens up, and you it really tastes almost like how it truly tastes, you know? Yes. And yeah. this is delicious, like not super cold. I didn't want to fall prey to that exact phenomena you were just talking about, where a wine gets too cold and it it gets it closes itself up. Yes. It's like it gets muted almost. And then you have to either hold it in your hands like a little baby bird and warm it up. <laughs> oh, mama. <laughs> or we uh, we just wait a little while and let it come up to room temperature. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it benefits from being chilled. The bottle itself is still cold. I was going to say, I feel like with this particular bottle, too, you'd have to chill it a for long a long time. Yeah. yeah. She's thick. Yeah. I mean, it is like I will try to to do this to, for our listeners this is the sound of me holding it knock on it yeah <laughs> can you hear that oh yeah i mean that is not glass people mm-hmm. that is ceramic clay from slovenia so, slovenian wine i know and mm. i'm wearing a oh i should have worn some maps <gasps> oh blasphemy I know. well i wore this luca spurs. would be so disappointed luca yeah luca would <laughs> But it was also Mike's birthday the other day, and I thought, I'll wear my Spurs shirt out of deference to him. And in my defense, Tim Duncan, period. I mean, yeah, I get that. Respect. And he's still Texas, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, we do. We are partial to the Mavs in this house. I also did a fun thing. I haven't told you with this episode. Because I haven't had this wine in so long, and because this was a new vintage, this is one of those that as we said, we're tasting live, like, with you guys. Yeah, it changes. I had a few recipes floating around in my mind, like, hmm, what would go the best with it? I didn't nail one until I just tasted it. You had to. Yes. I was actually going to say we could do our very first one where we didn't actually have a recipe, and we just yeah. kind of create one. It's basically what I just did on Pinterest. <laughs> I love it. Because I tasted thyme. I feel like thyme would, yes. would pair amazing with this. Yeah, you know, like um, whenever you have like a live thyme plant or rosemary mm-hmm. and you water it and it gets all wet and you can smell it. It's the best. Uh, we've had a lot of rain lately <laughs> and the the patio at the wine shop has a lot of fresh herbs, mostly yeah. lavender and thyme. Um, but that 
I would like grab a, a long stalk of it mm. and just kind of, uh, what do you, how do you call that? Just like pinch it. Pinch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, it's aromatherapy. It is. And this is. This has got this a wine is aromatherapy. Oh my god! It you know it doesn't smell like what I would want like in a candle, but out of like an organic, very naturally made wine mm-hmm. that you know like you're getting this clay imparted also with into. Me, it. A, you know me. A lot of orange wines, in my opinion, and it's just a winemaker thing too. It's not like it's all orange wine. A lot of them that I've tasted have that like acetone yes. thing to them on the nose and on the palate. This does not. No, and that's to me what's really setting it apart. I, I, it has to be the clay and like the winemaker's decision to bottle these in clay casks. It's just apricot juice. It's so good. <laughs> it is. And you know, like specifically you said dried apricot. You dried, yes. Which is it because like mm-hmm. a fresh one is like wet and, yeah. you know, like it's And got, it's just not as It's more flavorful. sugary, savory. Yeah. No, it's more sugary. And then the dried ones are more savory, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit of like that salinity to it since it's been dry. That's what yes. I'm getting to. Yes, yes. Oh, but yeah, what did you, what else did you find out? Well, it about is. <laughs> AKA the winemaker. <laughs> um, it is Sauvignon Blanc and Riesling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it doesn't really, I've had to kind of like go into Google Maps uh, to find the specific part of Slovenia that it's grown in. Um, it's not a huge country, if anyone's familiar with it. I'm pulling her up now. Oh, Slovenia? Yeah. Um, it's uh, landlocked, so it's not at all on the uh, Adriatic Sea. But we were talking about our Georgian wines. That mm. um, Kissy. Oh. Kissy. Sweet Kissy. And um, the uh, Sapavari. And it's uh, it's a lot more Western than Georgia, it's, I feel like God. I'm talking about Genovia. Um, yes, I know. It's the, That was a question on Jeopardy. Genovian pears. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but if anyone's familiar with where Croatia is, if you're looking at Italy, it's on the the eastern side of uh, Italy on that other coast along the Adriatic Sea. And um, Croatia is going to be a little bit more like tropical, like yeah, jungles and forests, and I think Slovenia is up in the mountains, closer to Hungary. Um, it's it's not really near like any big city that I know. I mean, not that I know either. Uh, Zagreb. Oh yeah, everyone knows Zagreb. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, Sorry, Luca. I'm, I'm trying not to offend you. I no. know. I know you listen to our podcast. <laughs> Oh, he does. Absolutely. <laughs> he would love it. Well, because, you know, Ryan. Ryan <laughs> has that, that telepathic. <laughs> he and Ryan. He's listening. <laughs> and just everything that they, all of the cities and all of the rivers are spelled, like it just does not look like a word. Yeah, I can't. But I mean, that's the cool thing about wine is it mm-hmm. transports you. So we're drinking this right now. This was, har- all the grapes were harvested in 2020. Mm, not bad terribly. Year. <laughs> I was going to say, good year. No. But all of those wines are coming out now. Mm-hmm. Like, we have the 2020 Amatea, mm. the 2020 Reservoir. Oh. Right? And, um, I mean. She back. They kind of had nothing but time to yeah. focus on. Honestly. Harvesting and winemaking that year. Um, I will say before we just 
say anything else. The grapes undergo a long maceration, obviously. It's like over two years or no. Yeah. It's like a year. Like a year. Okay. And then, um, then they bottle it completely unfined, unfiltered with no added SO2. Mm-hmm. So there's no bubbles as you wouldn't expect, um, given the vessel that it comes in. Yeah. But, um, it's also biodynamic. Love that. Love it. And um, I guess it is in mountainous because it says that the foothills of the Southern Alps of Slovenia, which um, I don't know, they didn't really put anything about soil or anything, but Sauvignon Blanc and Riesling, yeah, that tracks. Mm-hmm. That's what most orange wines that and like Trebbiano or Moscato. Yeah. In my experience, <clears throat> peddling orange wine <laughs> <laughs> as a wine merchant. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, ma'am. some of our thoughts. So uh, to put this in perspective, this is one of those bottles that you probably won't be able to find, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm good sorry. luck. But it, sometime, you'll find it at some point. Different bought, vintage, I'm sure. Yeah. But I, you'll find it. I bought this one at Lolo on oh, East yeah. 6th Street in Austin at a natural wine festival. Um, and I just saw it and I grabbed it mm-hmm. because I did have one other one that the wine shop only got like three. Yeah. So, because David always takes one, there was <laughs> so actually only two. I'm like, so two. <laughs> I bought one as a thank you gift for Jamie for working for me when I went to Toronto. Wow, and then sweet. I bought one for us <laughs> that we did not save for the podcast. No, we did not. So I had to buy this one. For the podcast, because we were talking about this album a long yes. time, mm-hmm. and um, it wasn't until like the other day you were like, "Is there like a cool wine that you have just like laying around?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, like, "A funky wine." And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I got that." Yeah, because the album, the vinyl we have is so special. I was like, "This is not like this. This album, this art, these artists deserve like something really special, really oh. intricate." really like personal really funky it's like deep mm-hmm. um complex and it's yes. kind of it's got complex, like complex for sure it's got that like making a cheek clap <laughs> <laughs> i can't stop now i'm sorry <laughs> no <laughs> well we've officially entered gooberdom it's ju- <laughs> gooberdom <laughs> cheers to gooberdom on a monday hey um, no, it's very juicy. It, it is juicy. It's like thinking about it is making me salivate. Yeah. And then that's the cool thing that I still don't really understand the whole premise behind Tannic, but it feels like it's got some structure to it enough yeah. that we can call it grippy, but it's still high acid. Yes, for sure. This wine's just a lot. She's a lot. A She's lot, a lot. And you'll see when we post pictures of it, I mean, this is like... This is a very serious operation. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the music. Have y'all ever heard of why? When? Why? What? Why? <laughs> How? Why? So this album is alopecia. I love it. 
came out in 2008. Jesus. And I listened to it for the first time in like 2010. So yeah, I mean, probably same. It's been a while, but it's also, it's unlike anything you've ever heard. No. Yoni Wolfman. Yoni Wolfman. Yoni Wolfman. I know a kid named Yoni and he is not this cool. <laughs> Yoni Wolf is just like an eccentric uh, individualist, like b- the brain power. Like I just want to look into his brain yeah. and lick it. <laughs> or maybe just like cuddle with it. Maybe cuddle, yeah. Like his lyrics are insane. I didn't realize his history with hip hop and like rapping before. Oh, yeah. Why is very much like I would consider a rock, alt rock. But then they also like his his lyrics and like his he's a wordsmith yeah and that comes from his yes. hip-hop background ryan actually he was influenced a lot by why when he had his hip-hop group as well god it's just it's so good so he is 1979 that would be 20 years older than us he's 44 i think it said oh, okay so like 15 his, yeah he's cool he's really cool <laughs> i don't even know i mean so the, my favorite song on this is good friday me too because the first line is i'm just gonna say it y'all just say it if you grew up with white boys who only look, look at, at black and puerto, puerto rican, rican porno because they went something, something that, that their, their dad don't got, got <laughs> then you know where you're at <laughs> yeah. like come on even if like you have no interest in listening if you hear that i i feel like most people would be like okay but what else is he gonna say now like you just want to yeah. know like whoa you're starting it out like that okay he has one in um the hollows which was the first song oh. i ever heard mm-hmm. from carson we were driving around really? in his little infinity in savannah nice. georgia um just chain smoking and listening to this and it goes in berlin i saw two men fucking a dark corner <laughs> of a basketball court yep <laughs> just a slight jiggle but then there's change. like beautiful lyrics to you yes. like feels exciting touching your handwriting yeah getting horny by reading it and repeating poor me <laughs> <laughs> It's like very in and out of like what what the masses would say inappropriate and inappropriate. It's just all of his lyrics weave in and out of and that throughout the poetic. song. And it's so poetic. He has a couple lines God. in Fatal Palmistry that uh, he goes, I'm lucky to be under the same sky that held the exhale from your first breath. Yeah. Like a wing on a pillow of clouds. Like, come on. A yeah. human being came up with that. Literally. <laughs> Praise him, everyone. Please. And the uh, I think the first line of that song is like, um, I sleep on my back because it's good on for the spine and coffin rehearsal. I know a psychic <laughs> who reads her own palms and find things are personal. <laughs> she keeps a fish head tight and she sleeps on her side. Well, maybe she knows something. I don't know. So good. So good. And it's just like, it's poetry. It's performance. And they have like such cool music videos. Yes, the coolest music videos. And the artwork for this album is just a bunch of horses on a cloud. <laughs> and it just says alopecia. And I saw it at Waterloo a couple weeks ago and I just, I didn't even look at the price. I just picked it up. I was looking at the genres, experimental hip hop, abstract hip hop. Mm-hmm. I get that. So I grew up, my first kind of, uh, diversion from rap that i knew of like texas rap top 40 rap was aesop rock mm-hmm. very different tone but they're all in that same yeah 
pretty large circle once you start digging in it. That's what I was looking up. He was in uh, Cloud Dead with Dose One, who's another awesome rapper, oh, yeah. and Odd Nostum. My boy, Idea, R.A.P., he was all in that scene, too. Just, like, it was a, it was a community, man. There was uh, definitely a bunch of people who took rap in a different direction. Yeah. Than anyone would have ever. Experimental. All experimental, for sure. And it just lives in their brain. Like, it, it, you can't get it from anywhere else. I'm, like, pouring this wine, and it's like a weight for real. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. It's probably half empty. It's still so heavy. Yeah. It's serious. I would like to know, like, the cost, like, production mm-hmm. to make wine. Because, like, bottling for us, for instance, for Valley Mills Vineyards, takes, like, a day. Mm-hmm. And you, like, we rent the equipment for, so it, it backs in off of a truck. All of the bottling equipment. It's in the truck. Oh, it's in the truck. It's in all in the truck. Oh, I did mm-hmm. not realize that. Okay. We just feed them the, obviously the wine, but the empty bottles and then the truck. There's like one guy that, it's insane. It like shoots the wine in the bottles, slaps the labels on, puts the cork in, puts the foil on, and then someone has to be at the end of the the, the assembly line, like Boxing putting, them. yeah, putting it in boxes and then down the assembly line to tape it, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, it's a really fast process, but it's, we get it done, pardon me, pretty quick. Yeah. One day usually, sometimes two if we have a lot of wines to bottle. Yeah. Depends on like the amount of bottles too, because some things will only bottle maybe a hundred cases. Some will be like, no, it's like 400 cases, like Garnachas or Rosé, something really popular. But yeah, for this, did it say how many cases they produced of this? I couldn't find from uh, anything online. This I didn't is one look, of those. I didn't look it up. I might <clears throat> ask them just because we're going to eventually, hopefully sooner than later, have a website mm-hmm. where you can go to. Um, I have visioned it as like every episode you can click on. Yeah. With like a little thumbnail so you know what you're getting into. And if you want specific information, like there will be a lot more than we even talk about. Yes. Right. Because how many times have I brought my massive five like, sections, yeah. <laughs> five spiral, <star> spiral <laughs> notebook? With pages on pages on pages. I'm like, read it. She's like, no. There was literally a point in our, <laughs> our live show where you started the chant, read, read your it. notes, read your notes. And I was like, I am no. horrified. I'm going to die now. Um, but that, I mean, there is a lot of information on most wines that we do. Yeah. This one doesn't have a ton. And there's more in-depth things we want to talk about, too, that we don't always do, like, you know, on cue as we're recording. Like, why we're, why the marriage of flavors work for the wine pairing with the yeah. food. What track you should listen to as you're eating. You know, like, really, like, yeah. getting down to it. Create the full experience. I did find something on Raw Wine about a 2013 vintage of Sundrops. So, I mean, this is one of those things. There's a lot more information on certain vintages than others. Um, it, it just has a whole section on the cellar. It says fermented spontaneously, very low intervention, probably none at all. Um, that particular one had a little bit of fining and clarifying, but it was unfined. Uh, it was filtered though. So I think the 2013. Just, yeah. It's just a, a different, uh, process for, and I think Joey would have to agree with that. Um, Every year, the wine is just going to be a little different. So your approach to it is going to be a little different. Yeah, nothing's ever going to be exactly replicated for sure. And then like the grapes for um, the 2017 vintage, for instance, were different. 
and I can't pronounce them because <laughs> they are Slovenian. But um, and I actually said Sumon earlier. I think it's pronounced Schumann. Really? Because it has that oh, weird little S, yeah. that, that accent thing over the S. Schumann. So um, I'm excited to see what food you came up with for this because you really just could go in any direction. I can. I felt like I wanted to keep it somewhat classic, but extra on the, I don't know. I just feel like thyme. Now that I know that this tastes so much like the dried apricots, I think that and thyme is just like a really good combo. Yeah. I came up with, it's a brown butter and thyme potato tort. Oh, Sarah. Because <laughs> oh now I also know that this has good acidity, like we we're saying, a little bit grippy. Yeah. I think something like potatoes, it's dense enough to like cut through it. How was that potato pizza the other night? Oh, so good. Right? It was really good. Yeah, it was from DeCampley's. Yes. It had potatoes, uh, pancetta. Oh. I think that had thyme on it, maybe. And some kind of cheese. Obviously, that, it's a pizza. It makes sense, but like anything, anything that would have kind of like a and like a cream sauce too, some kind of like cheesy cream sauce, which is really good. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. So okay, potato tort, potato tort, and um, you're gonna make it in a cast iron pan. So let me get you specific instructions. Oh, I can't wait to make this. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, ready, Carter. You're gonna need. Four pounds of Yukon Gold <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> Forever, man. <laughs> Sorry. So don't be. Six tablespoons of butter divided. Three tablespoons of fresh thyme chopped. A fourth cup of balsamic glaze, which is my love language. One and a half tablespoons of salt. One and a half teaspoons of fresh ground pepper. Oh, man. Pepper. The balsamic and... Oh, gosh. And the butter. The, and the butter. butter. <laughs> Preheat your oven to 450 degrees. And if you're thinking, that sounds really hot, it's because you want those potatoes to get crispy on the outside and not, you, like, as you scoop it, you don't want everything to just whoosh to fall apart. Like an au gratin. It needs to be yeah, yeah exactly. like firm and hold its place. Mm -hmm. Peel the potatoes and then slice them on a mandolin into one-eighth inch slices. So... I hurt myself badly with the mandolin once, Ugh. so I don't have one because it freaks me out. Yeah. So, like, if you have a mandolin, please use it. If not, slice them as absolute thin as possible or get a friend that will use a mandolin for you. <laughs> Pour three tablespoons of melted butter into a 10-inch cast iron skillet over medium heat. Start layering the potatoes in circles in the skillet until you have a couple of layers down. Then sprinkle in some salt, pepper, and one tablespoon of the fresh thyme. Working quickly, add in another couple layers of potatoes, more salt and pepper and thyme, and now a drizzle of the balsamic glaze. You're going to repeat that again with potatoes, salt, pepper, and thyme. Then when you get halfway down, pour in the last of the three tablespoons of melted butter. Repeat again with the remaining potatoes, glaze, salt, pepper, and thyme until you're done. Then you're going to press down firmly with like a like a dinner plate or like a cake pan, something like it's as the same circumference of your cast iron, that 10 inch, and just like mash it down because you want it to like stick together like I'm saying. Transfer to a skillet uh, to the oven for 30 minutes. Carefully remove the skillet to the stove and press down again with a cake pan after the 30 minutes. So like you're cooking it at 450 for 30 minutes you're taking it out you're mooshing it down again because you really want it to stick together okay so which makes sense would you use like just like a flat wooden kind of 
It said you can use like a dinner plate or a cake pan that's oh. a little bit, yeah, something really flat that's a little bit like an eight or nine inch okay. something. Yeah. And then you're after you moosh it down again, you're going to smash it, whatever. I like saying moosh. Return to the oven and cook another 25 minutes. And then it says after the tort has cooled slightly, run a knife around the edges of the skillet. And then you're going to flip it out onto a large plate and cut into oh, wedges. See, that's what we didn't do with the onion. Yeah. But we made it more like an onion pie. We did. I think with potatoes, it's going to be better. God, it's like, going to have such a cool color, dude, too. look at that. With the Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Ah! And, and it's just, just... And it's very simple ingredients, but like... It just takes just, time. Yeah, it just takes time. It just takes time. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> pressure yeah time and pressure but like look at that it's beautiful that is especially with the color of the potato yeah and part of this is like you do have to slice it pretty thin but if you're taking this much time to make it just slice them thin as thin as you possibly can honestly and it's like a big old potato pie but the thyme in it and i would sprinkle some fresh thyme on top as you serve it i don't know honestly i think it would be so good well and especially just to garnish with those mm. sprigs gosh and like the aromatics of that oh. yummy and then this mm. wine if you can find it good luck god just Im- Ugh, i want it now i'm imagining it i wish that tart was at my house waiting for me God, and I could just picture like the steam coming up off of it. Mm. So it doesn't necessarily even have like a, a base or a crust or anything. Like the potato just itself. Tatoes. Just tatoes. <laughs> just tatoes. Just dim taters. <laughs> wow. That would be such a good side with like a like a prime rib or like Ooh. a big fatty mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pot roast or something. Some lamb. Lamb. I've been craving lamb lately. Huh. I don't even know why. Well, we haven't done any lamb since Alianico. Yeah. I haven't had it outside of that. Yeah. <laughs> We're picking up feedback. <laughs> I love it. All right, y'all. Well. Yeah, see, this is one of those, like, I want to be able to write, like, a lot about this wine, but I'm just kind of perplexed experiencing it right now. Yeah. I'm just really overwhelmed i'm like over i think yoni wolf would love this wine i do too i, I think he picture. and if he didn't love it i think he would still agree that it's the perfect pairing for that album yeah well funky but like respectable yeah still kind of fancy yeah definitely fancy. experimental and i mean anyone that does biodynamic like they're kooky they care in the best way yeah and like to an absurd degree yeah yeah, exactly. but yeah, the the label art and then the artwork from this album are gonna go really yeah. well together. You know, one thing I was thinking of uh, just bringing up and just having like an open forum for discussion, which hopefully, if we have a website, may or may not have like a comment section. But maybe if you want to like Ooh. leave a review, if you tried our one of the wines we talked about, yeah, that's cool. That'd be cool just to get some feedback from people. Um, I was at a natural wine festival, which I'm sure I mentioned last week. Wild World, yeah? Wild World, yeah. yeah. And there was this whole panel basically designated to talk about, like, the descriptions of wine. Like, how we as wine merchants can sell wine mm. to, like, a layman better. Yeah. And one guy, I may or may not say his name, <laughs> um, he was pretty adamant about not using the term funky. Mm. I mean... 
it probably turns people off, but some people like it. So I some feel like people like it. You have to find out first if they would be into that. But let me ask you this, and this was the exact point that he made, which I just died laughing. Oh no. He goes, he goes, some people will come into my restaurant and say, I want to try something weird. I want to try something that'll fuck me up. Oh God. And he goes, do you ever describe anything else that you consume in that way besides yeah. wine or like a beer? If you're like a, be yeah. a big beer head, like Ryan just goes someplace and you're like, I want to try the weirdest shit you have, like yeah. the weirdest IPA. But part of me is like, how else do you describe something like this? That besides funky, like I wouldn't say this wine is, you know, effed up or anything. No. But it also is just unlike anything you have ever had, will ever have. Very unique. But see, I feel like also certain words are almost like more of a trigger word too that are worse than funky. Like when you say unique or um oh, what's another one? Authentic. <laughs> that was that to me, I'm like, so there's is there something wrong with it? <laughs> it just like would I would ask more questions. Whereas if I hear funky, I feel like I know what that would. My palate knows what that means. But yeah, for like an everyday consumer that is just like, yeah, fuck me up. Give me something crazy. Crazy is cool, too, because like mm -hmm. I'll say, like, do you want to be adventurous? Yeah. Or like when people come in, like this is kind of the luxury I have at my gig where I have so many different wines. I'm like everything on the spectrum from traditionally to conventionally made to really wild and funky and yeah. weird and unusual. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you have to be kind of specific on the language that you use for this because it is wild. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say that this wine is like alive in my glass. No, we've had some mouth. that are for sure. Like an actual like, in like ecosystem yes within the bottle like it's alive it's like those wild chardonnays we were trying a few weeks ago yeah whoa some of those were wild where it's yeah. like oh it's the chardonnay that's crazy i like how luke shoppy luke just he says he likes freaky wines freaky <laughs> i love that yeah and see that's a good word too if you're talking to someone like but then there are some clientele that would come in and would be like freaky. Exactly. And clutch their pearls and be like, mm -hmm. oh, no. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so there's that. But then there's also like, you know, wild, weird, adventurous. Um, and this definitely is on that spec that end of the spectrum. Yeah. But it, you also just can't can't put a wine in a corner. No, especially orange wines. Like, uh, y'all know me. I like the Slovenian orange wine. and the I, No, the Georgian orange wine. And I like this one, the Slovenian orange wine. Maybe I just don't like <laughs> all the other ones. I don't know. You're not wrong about the acetone, though. That is a very... It's a very common theme I found with them. Yeah. And I'll always try wine, of course. Like, it's... I love that. <laughs> like, I'll always try something. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like... I do go in with an open mind, even if it's an orange wine. I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, let's see what this is about. And if it's acetone, I'm very quick to be like, man, again? <laughs> like, when I, like I said, when I find one that doesn't have that, I'm like, okay, well, like, they know what they're doing. Like, they're making yeah. an orange wine properly, mm -hmm. to me, anyway, like, for my palate. And I think they're, they are easier to cook, like, in the sun, an orange wine, because yeah. they already have so much maceration and time. Yeah spent like steeping basically mm -hmm. and i kind of refer to orange wine as like if you steep a black tea yeah like and leave the tea bag in there for a really long time it'll obviously get darker and richer mm -hmm. and more complex like a deeper flavor and that's what this is mm -hmm. love it 
Love it. All right, y'all. Well, I hope you find this at some point in your life. Just just check around. Check, but like check your natural wine shops. Mm-hmm. Go online. There's they exist online sometimes. <laughs> like you really have to search for this one, but I think it's worth it. Make that potato tort. Listen. You have to listen to why though. You have to listen to why like immediately. Yeah. Like today. Mm-hmm. Please, 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 please. And as always, grab your favorite glass, put on your favorite record. Let's have some fun. Thank you for listening to some of our thoughts. Cheers. Cheers.